What's going on? Welcome back to another episode of Performance Talking. You know I got somebody Liddy in the house, Tanya from the Apex Takeover Podcast. How you doing, dear? Doing well. How about you? Thank you so much for having me as a guest. I appreciate it. You know I do. You already know it. You already know it. So we're going to get into some nice little topics. We're going to get into some things. We got we got the wolves in the chat, so they, they might come up with some random questions that we might hit, okay. hit you with. So you got to be prepared for anything. So first, you know, first I'm getting in. So how's the content creation thing going for you? How's that? How's that going? Oh, the content creation with Snapchat. Yes. It's been, it's been going great. I have got to know so many people on the back end of Snapchat as well as other content creators. It is 25 of us. We are black content creators. Snapchat and Westbrook Media and Uncommon and Google Pixel put their money on us 25 black content creators. (laughs) And they paid us. This is paid, okay? Oh my gosh. How you that you know what? Congratulations. Congratulations on that. That's what I'm saying. It pays. So do you feel like finally it's like a little movement going? Is that motivating you? Or because, you know, sometimes you can get a 360 deal, right? Like a 360 deal come out. You be like, damn, I'm just working and I could have just been doing what I'm doing. Or do you feel like it's some progress right there in that? I feel like it's a lot of progress. And also because of every single content creator that they chose, they were very Mm -hmm. different. I am the only content creator that talks about Formula One. We have, yes, we have women, Mm -hmm. we have men that are in fashion, we have gentlemen who talk about black history facts. So they really were intentional on choosing creators of all different types of genres um, to be able to fill that need and that appetite for education. Because whether you believe it or not, that's what social media is. It's the exchange of information. Right. So, yes. You know what? Well, congratulations on that. Y'all running it up. You know what I'm saying? That's what, when they, y'all, they need to have y'all at a GP or something for real. They need, need to really pick y'all up to so, do something like that. They have. We have. Well, actually, they sent me to South by Southwest. So okay. I was able to cover Formula One there because Formula One had a lot of um, exhibitions and, and talks okay. and stuff like that uh, to basically bring more people in the United States and to talk about formula one and getting more engaged about the topic and every single room that I went to in South by Southwest, it was okay. full of people eager to learn and ask questions about formula one. Yeah. You would, I was so surprised. None of those rooms were empty. What? So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you might see me at a GP. Are you going to a GP this year? Right. I'm planning on trying to run up to that Texas one. And I'm thinking okay. about, thinking about, I'm thinking about Vegas. It just depends on where the car build is at that point in time. So okay. we got to get the uh, dollar. We got to get the car into the paint shop on the 22nd of next month. And then that process, depending on when it comes out, because I got to get this wide body thing done. So if it comes out in October, you know, that gives me like December, January to be ready for next year. So hell no, nah, I won't be going. I got to be locked in in the garage well, doing all types of stuff. So no, but I'm definitely trying to make Texas Coda. So I'm definitely trying to meet up there. Excellent. I will be there. I will be in Texas. Oh, for real? And then, yes, I will. Okay. I missed it last year because that's when I just started in the Snapchat program. So we had like okay. a lot of meetings and stuff and I wasn't able to make it. But Martha, my Apex Takeover um, podcast counterpart, she was able to go. And did you guys meet up? Yeah, we did meet up in okay. Texas. That's where I f- first met Martha is uh, at the Dave and Buster's when I met up with Bryson. And okay. uh, he, he introduced me to them. And so, yeah, I met Martha for the first time there. 
Awesome. So I get to meet you for the right. first time get in person for the this first year. Time. Oh, that's going right. to be great. Right. And this time, I think, I, you know, I'm a, I told Bryson because Bryson was like, man, you got to do general admission because it's different, too. So this time I do general admission. Last time I did like a uh, hunt me down and, and you get a free general admission pass. So everywhere I went, like I think I started in like, San, no, I started in San Antonio, St. Marcus, again, all the way up to Austin. So if anybody caught me when I stopped, I would ping my location. So anybody that met me up would get the general admission entrance in the formula one so you know i'm saying just having some fun trying to get back you know you feel me yeah of course so how you feeling about f1 academy they got a little time a couple of events going on you know how you feeling so far okay well where is it broadcasted first and foremost see you already know i'm gonna come with the smoke i mean just out the gate (laughs) but i will say this Okay. okay. Now I know that is it Reese Witherspoon's um, media company. She is doing a documentary. Is it Reese right. Witherspoon that's doing a documentary me. on right. yeah on uh, Formula One? And I'm pretty sure that that your wonderful people in the Wolf Den they could tell you if it, exactly if it is Reese Witherspoon or not. But I think it is. They will. Um, and she's going to be doing a documentary on the W. Um, now, I keep calling it the W Series, the F1 Academy. Right. It's new. It's brand new. Nobody can blame you for that. It's brand new. But, I don't even got it but, out there like that. But remember the first conversation we had? Because these were the concerns that we had. We had that the cars did not go extremely fast. So we were right. talking about how come they're not like um, in comparison to like the FP, like the F2 uh, F- and 3. Right, F3. F3 season, uh, series of cars. And then, um, but... They're changing it next year. They're changing okay. and adding it to Formula One. So it's at, they're actually going to be mm. at the same tracks as Formula One tracks. That's but I kind of figured, yeah, but I kind of figured that because this year it was like they had to get things together. True. And I think that, you know, I you did speak that. about that last time that they you had did. to get things together and they had to get like the scheduling and all that other stuff. And I think that they were really able to do that this time. So next year, I am very excited because they are okay. going to be a part of the F1 um, race weekends. Not every single one, of course, but right. a lot More than of one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Got, uh, Sylvia Wick says, have your questions answered. Just pop them in the chat or super chat. We will be answered. There we go. So, she, Sylvia Wick is a mod. She will let you all know, and she will highlight your questions that you have for Tanya. So, we will just rattle those off. Uh, we won't guarantee to get to all of them by the end, but we will try our best to get to all of them by the end. So, MP seems like they are possibly looking like they're going to take the title, at least in the first part of F1 Academy. All right. Mm-hmm. They got two drivers that are leading that. And then you got Lena, who is kind of by herself with Art. And then Art's like third in like the team, but she's third also. So that's, you know, MP, what they had last, they won last season in what? F, that was F2 they won with Drogovich, right? They won the championship in F2, I didn't think, they? Yeah, I think, I think yeah. that it was with Drogovich. Which, man, what do you think about Drogovich entering F1? I, I think it's an option. I think <laughs> I it needs to happen with Lance. No stroll got goddamn going on what? over there. Hold on, Jay. You going to come for Lance? Hell but yeah, you're not come gonna, for Lance. No, but you're not going to come for Logan? Oh, I've been coming for Logan. You ain't seen that. 
Oh, I've been put Logan on blast. I got a whole, I got a whole reel about Logan, no sergeant. I got a whole reel about so, Logan, no sergeant. Hell yeah, I came for Logan. I'm telling you, in the clubhouse rooms that we are right. in every race weekend, I come for Logan every single time, and I give him a hard time because he's an American, and we're like, come Thank on, we're you. waving the American flag, we're like, let's go, Logan, let's go. He ain't been doing number channel his inner Latifi. I'm trying to tell yeah, you, he just he goes Latifi two point zero. Like, I'm serious. At the last race, I was like, so how come How come he's not racing? Oh, he wanted to watch from the pits. That's the reason why he's not I, racing. Okay. <laughs> he's on a field right. trip. <laughs> Will says, shout out to my uh, pick, MP Motorsports, leading by 66 points, which they are. They AI. Nice. Uh, yes, 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 yes. She is. Kabisi sisters and the Flying Duchess, Emily and House, are killing it. They are. They are. They are Damn. killing it. That's a fact. They they are, but you know what, though? It's a great celebration of women that have been across all sorts of streams of motorsport. Yeah. I mean, Jamie Chadwick, you know, going to Indy oh, Lights. Yeah. yeah. Right. Talk about it, right? And right. then um, Chloe Chambers, she's also racing in another series. So right. I just love the fact that now that we had the W Series, it has been used as a springboard to, of, of course, right. Uh, the Formula One Academy, but then mm -hmm. also, um, and I wanted to talk to you about this too. I know that More Than Equal, right? You've heard of that organization yes. uh, that's based in the UK, uh, headed by David Cothard, and then we were able to interview Kate Bevan. Oh, and yeah. During, yeah, and during the interview, they wanted us to do a survey to talk about the barriers of women entering motorsports. I remember that. So, I remember that. Right. So their research is complete. It's been compiled. It's been analyzed. And then the next few weeks, they're going to be releasing their findings. So I'm so, oh, so exciting. excited to see exactly oh, what yeah. their findings were, because that's going to tell us a lot. That's exciting for real. And I hope there's no fudging of the numbers when it comes to that. Right. Like everything needs to be put out the way it is. Like don't soften nothing. Don't sugarcoat anything. And I hope there's at least somebody that will deliver it and say, look, this is the problem if there is there is already a problem. There can't not be a problem. You right. can't, right, at this point in time, right now, there can't not be a problem. So if it comes out and they're not addressing any problems, then I got a problem. No, I really think that the people that, they, that, um, that David actually has that's getting all this research together, that's the reason why, because they know there's a gap. They okay. know that there is a barrier to entry for women entering motorsport. So I really think that, Depending on, and that's the reason why I kind of like that they tried to do the outreach that just wasn't in the UK. They tried to go okay. global with this so they can get different perspectives from different people throughout the world, right. what they think that their barriers are. So I'm hopeful. I really am. You should be. So let me ask you, let me ask you this then. Let's say everything going like it is right now, 2023. Let's say we get an announcement, 2024, F1 Academy is no more. What's your reaction? What do you what do you do? What do you say? How do you feel? I would be I would be very disappointed. I would only because it is already difficult for these women to be able to get an F anything. OK, mm. and they need this. They really do. And they had like they have Susie Wolf in place right. and they have like to that. give it time. It's like they have to give it time. They just can't say, oh, one year, that's it. And. With the W Series, with it going into administration, I know that that made headlines and there were so many people talking about it. Mm -hmm. But you also have to look at the the inner workings on what it really takes to be able to take these teams everywhere. 
And right. if you don't have the financial backing, I mean, we've seen it happen even in Formula One. I mean, take a look at our American team, Haas, the way that they had to juggle. And like every five minutes, he, you know, right. <laughs> Gunther yeah. had to call Gene and he had a hustle. You know, Gunther had to hustle his ass off for them to right. stay in Formula One. So right. if that happens in Formula One, you only can imagine what the schematics would be in the W Series and why it just basically folded the way it did, unfortunately. Okay. So here, I got a random for you. I hope I answered your question. You did. You did. You did. I got a random for you. So, like, let's say you in the padded club, right? You in the padded club. Which one? No, hold on. Which one now? Let's say, uh, let me see. You know what? I'll I'll do you. I'm going to give you Ferrari. I'm going to give you the Ferrari padded club. Wait, hold on. Wait, 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 wait. Yeah. So you saw my shirt, right? I did. I did. I did. I did see it. That's why I said I'm going to give you the Ferrari. (laughs) I I want to. Because I saw it when you got up. I ain't going to tell her. It was behind the scenes. But when you got up, I was like, hmm. What's she sporting over there? We're going to talk about it. We'll talk about it. So let's say you in the Ferrari paddock club. All right. You get up from your table. Right. You get up from your table. You come back. Somebody's sitting in your seat. Before you even say anything, they say to you, I already told somebody I didn't want any more water. What's your reaction? (laughs) (laughs) What's your reaction? Okay, first of all, I'm going to go over there. I'm probably going to start speaking Italian. I'll be like, ciao, ciao. Then I'll be like, get your tail out of my seat. No, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. So that wouldn't be your reaction? You know what? No, it wouldn't be my reaction. I probably would just do what I did at the beginning of the show. You would smile? Excuse me. Okay. You're in my seat. Okay. See, and I'm just, I'm just subtle like that I okay am, so let's let's really. say that let's say you say excuse me i'm in but, your seat and they say why do you why do you think this your seat but let but okay so let's keep it a buck here all mm-hmm. right because martha has gone places like this with me mm-hmm. all right and i hate to say this jay but i'm 511 okay okay and i'm easily six foot in heels right and i don't think that anybody would ever assume that i would work there I mean, Oof. I don't know if it's the way I don't know if it's the it's way the that way I carry, carry myself. I don't know if it's the way that I come across, but I'll be like, "Oh, yeah, thank you for keeping my seat warm. Excuse me." Right. And right. look right in his, right in his or her face, like, "Okay, get, get your up. ass up." Okay, so now. that's what we're doing. Get your ass up now, type thing. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Like, so this you is get your ass up. Them, you have to give them the look. You have to look them in their <laughs> eye. And you have to be like, "Okay, well, thank you for holding my seat," or be like, "Oh my gosh, you're in my seat." Okay. All right. This, this, and the this awkward approach. pause. Yeah, and the awkward pause gets them every time. I'm telling you, they're like, "Oh my gosh, I'm in your seat." Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> straight like that. That's, That's all you gotta do. <laughs> you don't have to, look. You don't have to be loud. Right. You don't have to get upset. You don't have to say, "Get right. your ass out of my seat." Right. You just right. be like, "You're in my seat." <laughs> oh yeah, thank you very much. Okay. Oh, you're just keeping it warm for me. That's very nice of you. Very kind. Okay. Oh my gosh, the awkward pause is what gets them. Like, what the. It's either you're going to do something or you're going to gonna move something. Either you're going to do something or you're going to move something. Got it's you. the awkward pause gotcha. and the smile. Like Okay. There it is. You're good at that. You you must practice that. You practice that? You well, do my, practice that. It's you just know that. I do all the time. All, right. all the time. Like, Somebody got a question for you. They said, thoughts on Formula One Academy having commentators, sponsors, camera crews, but only putting out race highlights on Monday and Wednesday and no live GPs. How do you feel about that? Will I am? Question to Tanya. Will I am? No bueno. Mm. No bueno. It's not good. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Because 
little girls need something to get up every morning and watch. Women need something to get up and watch other than Formula One. I'm telling you, I was in a car on my way to uh, Atlantic Atlantic City for a okay. card show, trading card show. And I was literally had my phone out the window trying to get a Wi-Fi signal because I wanted to watch the W Series before it came on, before Formula One came on. And just seeing, you have to see that manifestation of these women out here pursuing their dreams. Because right. wherever there is, there's a girl in the world, and she is in that cart, and she may look like she may look like Wolfpack. <laughs> just saying, <laughs> you know, she may look like Wolfpack, but you know, she's in that cart. She needs to see that manifestation of those women pursuing their dreams Facts. so i am ups- i'm i'm so upset that they don't have them on tv that's why i said when i first came on the show like where are they we need right. to see them and not highlights either where are the highlights the, usually i get to see the wrap it up uh, i'll see that on youtube they're also every now and then on the formula one tv app i'll see some of the highlights wrap up on there but there is a list supposedly if you go to the f1 academy website They'll have a section in a drop down menu, drop down menu that say watch us. And supposedly they have a list of networks that I've never seen. And they have ESPN and ESPN Plus. And I'm going to tell you right now, if it's on ESPN Plus, I have not seen it very well marketed or advertised that F1 Academy is here on ESPN Plus. That's a, that's a problem, right? Because I got the ESPN package and I don't ever see any of that shit. So... So, and that's the reason you see me just looking at you, blinking my eyes, because that yeah. take, that is too much effort to be able to watch a race. Okay, now, that I, is, that is. It is. It's a lot. You're, you're sitting here telling me, okay, the ESPN, the ESPN Plus, Disney Plus. I can see Street Outlaws on three different networks in this exactly. is right there. You know what I'm it's saying? Like, it's like, <laughs> it's, in, it's in between the National Geographic Channel and the Mandalorian. We don't know where it is. Come on. No. I got another question for you. Uh... It's, it's, well, I guess it's like a question. So it says, question to Tanya, this is my thoughts. F1 Academy is the same as race as one, and we all know how that went down. What's your opinion? Uh, we race as one. So I feel like it's backed way more than we race as one. Okay. Okay. Because... They're actually putting these women out on the track. They have Susie Wolf there. Where are we in the okay. whole re, re, we race as one? All right. They had it on a car. Lewis Hamilton right. and some of the other drivers could kneel. They're doing all this stuff surrounding diversity and inclusion, which, mm-hmm. I, okay, um, inclusion. It still is lacking the diversity part, but we'll get back Thanks. to that. We'll get to that. Um, so I feel like. The, the We Races one definitely has fallen flat on its face, Facts. been backed up by the bus, ran over, backed up again by the bus. Facts. But I think that they've invested way more in the in the um, F1 Academy yeah. than that, definitely. to be definitely. fair. De- yeah. So let me ask you this. Do you feel any way about the lack of backing in Race as one compared to F1 Academy? 
Do you feel anyway? Not saying one deserves more than the other, but do you feel a way that race as one was pretty much there and then gone? And then they almost pretty much combated it. Because remember, they told Lewis about the shirt he wore when he wore the uh, Say Her Name Breonna Taylor shirt. They had a trip about that. Then it was, okay, yeah, this season, you know, we're not supporting any kneeling. You know, we're going. So how do you feel about that? So this is the way that I feel about both of them. As I sit here talking about Formula One as a black woman, double, okay? I fit Mm. in both categories, okay? Neither one of those campaigns, if you want to call it that, are, I feel, are not going to be 100% successful until they have the the demographic that is the least represented represented okay all right lauren official lauren brown big shout out she says snaps to the speaker great points so she's giving you your flowers right there so let's talk about the cost cap (laughs) let's talk about the cost cap so did you hear about the recent supposed close of this ip loophole that i guess formula one teams probably were you using i mean i don't see a reason to come out for a rule if nobody was using it but supposedly they were saying that in other series Formula One teams, if they pulled an intellectual property from those teams, it would be considered to be labeled underneath the cost cap. How do you feel about that being deployed by the FIA? And if so, if any team did breach, give me two teams that you think will be breached. But I already know one is going to be Red Bull Racing. <laughs> yes, the other one. There's a smile the right one. through the- I mean- <laughs> All right, so. Um, as far as the cost cap, I have been looking at that information, and it and it has been interesting. And yes, I would say Red Bull, of course. Right. And then Aston Martin, you know, Racing Point. I mean, we could talk about that too, um, okay. especially when they started looking like a Mercedes, and everybody was like, "Wait, is that is that no Tracing that point. is Racing Point? Hmm, interesting." <laughs> but right. what another thing? Um, Wolf fact that I find interesting about the cost cap is how it has limited the capital expenditures Mm. of the lower teams, such as Williams Racing. I think that, to me, has been the part that I've been honing in on. Um, I recently listened to an interview with with James Vowles, who used to be with Mercedes, but now he's with Williams, right? Right. And he was speaking about how the, I mean, just simple things, um, women's being able to manufacture and track parts, just that, um, the whole tracking system was like very archaic Mm. and because of the cost cap, you know, they had to figure out where they were going to be able to spend their money. Whereas you look at these teams like Red Bull and Mercedes, Aston Martin, they were able to build that humongous facility before the cost cap took place. Right. But now, because we are in the midst of the cost cap, a lot of these these um, teams like Williams, they have to use their money to update their equipment. Mm-hmm. Where all these other teams, I mean, they're like, Shh, man, we had that like 15, 20 years ago. You know, so I feel like, yeah, so I feel like in that, in that instance, 
that's where they kind of need to go back and they need to make some modifications on the cost cap. Now, the up, the upper echelon teams like Red Bull or, and Mercedes, the thing is, will they go for that? Because I know that they have to vote in order for that to be able right. to happen. Would they say, okay, we'll, we'll vote to give them more money in these specific areas so they can bring some more of the technology that we already have? Okay. They can implement that too. However, what if that... Um, ends up being that their cars end up being faster because shout out to Alexander Arvon. Yo, he is doing what he can do in that Williams. And I am so happy Facts. for him. Seriously. Facts. Seriously. <laughs> I am. I am ecstatic for him. I was hyped for him. That, that P seven. I was like, I told people before the race, I said, if Alex cracks top 10, I'm starting <laughs> to show off going crazy. I'm telling you that right now. Yes. And he did yes. it. He, he did. did. He has so much potential as a driver. And the team at Williams, I mean, I can only imagine. Can you imagine what their morale was like after right. he scored in the points again? Like, that gave them hope to be able to sit in those factories and work extremely hard True. all those hours that they do. True. But, I mean, it's hard when you're working and, you know, you want to be able to put in and, and really grow the team. But because right. of this cost cap, you can't. Right. So I, I'd say, well, I'm going to give you a question. Will I am says, do you think the FIA should use the penalty money from Red Bull Racing to help fund Formula One Academy? Seven million would cover the drivers, two point two five million in entry fees. Mm, I mean. Is money the I, issue with Formula with with the F1 Academy, though? Mm. Like what? I mean, that's the thing, like. I, okay, now if he would have said this for the W series to keep them from going right. under, I said that. I would like say, yeah, right. I would have said yes. I would have said yes, but I mean, I don't know exactly where, um, as far as the, the um, F one Academy, where they're struggling because it seems like they do have the resources. They're just trying to figure out what Get works everything. and what doesn't right. work. Right. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think honestly. I would like to see, especially a team like Red Bull, which we've known has had racial issues, that I would like to see a portion of that money go towards diversity and inclusion programs as far as trying to do programs that will allow people of African descent to come into Formula One because I don't really see them. They, it's like it's like almost like a checkbox. Like we say we got something, but I never see the real work of you doing what you say you got something that you're supposed to be doing. Like other than Lewis like, Hamilton, it's like where is it? Like I never see anything manifest from it. Where is it? It's crazy. Like how do we only have, you know, we got one black guy in Red Bull. You know, we got the token guy right there, and then where else are we? Is I don't see anything else. No, I I do see that, and I want to speak to your point about that. It's about what is the ethos of the team mm. with Mercedes. Like I said, it's all about intention. They lead with their intention. They right. have the Accelerate 25 program. They are investing, and in, also with Lewis Hamilton and all the um, all of the different programs that he has for those children in the UK. Oh yeah, they are we putting their money where their mouth is, and also with Mercedes. Um, and let me just say something with Mercedes being Mercedes. All right, they had to get it right this time, okay? Because mm. you know. Back in the day, they didn't get it right. So they have to get it right this time. Right. Who is there that is actually lighting this fire underneath Red Bull for change? Who is it? Because Lewis Hamilton had to be the one to speak up and say something to Mercedes. I'm just really happy that Mercedes right. didn't say, okay, 
you know, just shut up and drive, kind of like somebody said, shut up and dribble. Right. About that. Right. But they didn't say that. They were like, you know what? Yes, we'll black out the car. Yes, we'll, you know, do the uniforms. We'll we'll support you any way that we can. Except for, you know, Lewis Hamilton did do an interview and he did say that he was scared. Was it the Breonna Taylor shirt or the Black Lives Matter shirt? I think it, either one of those it shirts. It was one of those shirts. Yes, he was he was like, I didn't. I was scared to tell him because I didn't think it that was, they would support uh, me. Was I, it the I think, Black Lives I think Matter? It was the, no, I think it was the Breonna Taylor shirt, and then he said, "F it, I'm just gonna wear it." Oh, okay. I think it was that and, shirt because he said he didn't tell anybody. He said he didn't tell right, anybody because he didn't know right. how it would come off, and you know, boom, and he was ultimately surprised that they did back him. So they yeah, I think it was the Breonna Taylor shirt. So who is there in Red Bull to say, look, these are the changes that need to happen? Now, they do have um, the engineer that, you know, he's a black guy that's there, Colin, he's there. And then they also have David Olorca. He's a black content creator, former Formula One presenter. I'm just wondering if they're having conversations with them on the importance of diversity and inclusion. Right. It was seen to me, and I'll give you this question real quick so you can answer real quick because it's a it's an easy question. Question from uh, Mary Beanie. Do you think the sprint race should be reverse grid? Oh, we spoke about this. Um, was it yesterday? Your F one minutes. Mm-hmm. I liked what people were saying. I think right. that if it was reverse grid, it would be more exciting. However, those upper echelon teams are not having that. Right, right. But I think right. that it would be exciting. I mean, I want to. I want to see. Look, I'm still. I had this crazy prediction at the very beginning of the year that okay. that um Nico Hulkenberg would be on podium. <sighs> Look, don't don't fry me. Don't Man. fry me cuz I know you want to, but that has been my prediction. I'm like, please oh let God. the Hulk get on the podium. But so you must have been super now. excited when he got like that second. Yes, for like position. two seconds. Right, for two seconds. <laughs> you was hype. You I was, was like, pumped. I was, you I was, <laughs> I was like, go, go, go. Go show it. It's your birthday. We go party like it's your birthday. And then I was no. like, <laughs> it is over. it was it, yeah <laughs> it didn't last long for shit. <laughs> oh my gosh i was like sitting up there telling people like yeah he gonna sing back by the time we get in the race and now i woke up like oh well I told you it happened before i thought it was gonna happen. He, he's already back i was I, man i was lit i was so lit so with you saying what you said in regards to williams and the cost cap i'm gonna just ask because it was something i wanted to say about that before i move on to the next thing I think that there should be a stipulation in there as far as if it's a facility situation and especially the lower teams, right? Like if you didn't have the opportunity, especially Williams, because we all have to remember Williams went through a financial struggle that pretty much we all, I got a lot. I won't say we all, a lot of us thought Williams was not going to be here anymore. Okay. You had Claire stepping down. Then you had the sale of the team just to keep the workers paid and employed. You had Dalton capital pick them up, which still, we don't know who really was behind that whole pickup. Why a financial company would pick up this formula one team just out of nowhere. I still kind of want to know like who's behind that. If it's not, then I guess maybe it's a financial investment, but if that is the case, Mm -hmm. then we should see them being sold off because a financial company is in for financial gain, not for long term, just to keep Formula One team. So I still think that's a question to be answered. But I could see a stipulation being in there like lower teams if you didn't have the opportunity for a facility 
wind tunnel facility, we will give you the opportunity to build that facility, and that's it. But we're not talking about anything like directly performance upgrades. We're talking about a new facility, maybe a new wind tunnel, because, I mean, even Red Bull have been using an old wind tunnel, and McLaren had been borrowing what Toyota's wind tunnel, and they got slowed right. up, so I can see that. But you got to be very careful with that. Because evidently, Black, Ma Black Bla Magic City is not the only place where wings are fucking expensive. Evidently, Red Bull <laughs> brought up $1.8 million worth of wings, so million pounds worth of wings. So I just got to say that Will Iams got something for you. He says, in regards to the FIA integrity, do you think the TD45 is for James Allison coming back from Enos? Should Adrian Newey get the same uh, scrutiny since he's working on the Aston Martin Valkyrie and the RB18 road car? Hey, that's a that's a good ass point oh because he gosh, was working yes. on that Valkyrie yeah, with Aston. Now, that's a good point. Damn, because that's intellectual property type shit right there. Hey, what do you think about that? That's a good ass question, oh Will. My gosh, that was that a solid is. question, bro. That is a good question. That was fire. What you think? So he said, what was the first part so about the thing James is, Allison? Yeah, because it was long. So the, uh, do you think the TD45 is for James Allison coming back from, you know, so do you think that, that they implemented this with James Allison coming back into Mercedes now that we're seeing this increased pro progress? Because he's thinking like, okay, did he bring any IP back that assisted Mercedes? Right. And if so, should it be? Do you think that they're doing a stunt to try to hold, hold up Mercedes? That's a quote. That's pretty much what he's saying. What I he's mean, asking. they always do. They Damn. always do. And it really, fire. really bothers me. I love that question. But it really. I really want to give people the benefit of the doubt. Be like, no, it's something that was so, that they just came up with. And it was just across the board because they want to be fair. No, they don't. Mm. I mean, with the FIA, come on, you guys. You know that it's sketchy. It is so Facts. sketchy. Facts. Based on. A lot of things. Facts. That at, if we start talking about Facts. every single sketchy thing about the FIA, we'll be we'll be here till like next week. Facts. But no, I I really I really want to give them the benefit of the doubt of saying yes. No, it's something that was equally across the board. But no, you don't believe that. No. Okay, so what about no. the second part? Should Adrian Newey get the same scrutiny? Because we also have to remember. Red Bull tried to play Adrian Newey off like he was a third-party contractor, like he wasn't even really part of the team when they went through their whole cost cap situation. So do you think he should get the same scrutiny being that he took part in the Valkyrie and the RBA, which is Aston Martin, yes. which they also breached the cost cap. So that would be interesting too. Yes. Yes. I think, I think yes. they should. That's a yes. So then another question but, is. But hold ahead. on. But will they? But will they? Though? Hell no. Hell no. <laughs> no, we don't believe it. If we see if we see that, we'll be ultimately surprised if we ever see anything that comes out where they're going to penalize Red Bull rightfully. So, I mean, listen, let me know. I'm going to ask this and then I'm going to ask you about a situation I propose and let me know what you think. Okay. Uh, Mary Beanie says, Tanya. When you were doing your Insta Live, the last one you done, you got trading cards in the post. You were so excited. So it's not really a question, but she was saying that you were so excited. So tell me, tell me about the trading card. Trading. What's the what trading card did you get that you liked the most? Oh my goodness. Well, I have a few. Okay, so that's how I started in the trading card space. Was nice. I got in talking about Formula One cards, but. When I got in speaking about Formula One cards, there were so many people in the quote unquote hobby, the people, the collectible space that mm -hmm. sent me cards. I have all types of cards. I have a Willie T. Ribs card. Ooh. I didn't even know he had a trading card, but I, and someone sent me a Serena Williams card uh, that okay. I will never sell. It was her, it was her rookie year net pro. Okay. Yeah, it was awesome. Ooh. And then, so yeah, so the one that I actually pulled was, um, my sister had 
gifted me for my birthday a box of Topps Chrome 2020. And that was the first year that they had the Formula One partnership. And I pulled a signed Lewis Hamilton 38 out of 58 in the world uh, autograph card. Oh, damn. Yes. Yes. And that... (laughs) So I'll I'll put it to you guys like this. So if you look up that card on eBay, right, and you put in a Lewis Hamilton Topps Chrome... 2020 and you put in numbered 44 that card is on ebay for one million dollars i was about to say i saw somebody actually get a million dollars for one of those cards yeah yo like no lie that's crazy that is crazy so so all the people in the wolf's den like if you guys still collect cards if any of you guys have the 1986 jordan fleer you're sending her way just saying, no, they're not going to send it my way. That car is like multi- That car is like $2, $3 million. I know it is. That yeah. thing banging. You know, I already went to my Jordan collection. Yeah. I still got to go. I have like five, six big binders like this full of cars. I still haven't went through. I got to go through them. Matter Please of fact, I talked to Golden them. about it. And they were like, go through the cars and, and see what you have. And then we'll talk about it. So that's awesome. Yeah. So let me pose this to you. As far as the cost cap, this is, this is my suggestion. Mm-hmm. I don't really care for the minor or major breach i feel that if you breach financially you do not get an aba i don't Mm -hmm. think you should get an aba if you breach procedurally you get an aba you get one time once the aba slides you over what your Mm -hmm. penalty is going to be if you don't like it then you go straight to the cost cap adjudication board we're not going to go back mm-hmm. and forth because I feel like the shenanigans of allowing Red Bull to negotiate a lower penalty and Adrian knew to cry about how it's going to affect. Yeah, it should affect your damn team. You got caught cheating and they dropped not only the penalty penalty fine, but they dropped the percentage of time they were going to get in the wind tunnel. And they're already a far ahead of the rest of the grid advanced aerodynamically team. So I feel like those things need to be changed. Like if you breach financially, then you go straight to cost cap adjudication. Board. If you breach procedurally, you get this. And if you don't like it, then you go up if you breach multiple times back to back you're not even getting an ABA so what would you do I would tell them to stop moving the damn goalposts bam I feel you thank you, thank you. <laughs> I mean cause that's it's like every time we speak about the FIA every time that we speak about the infractions on one team versus another team they are not fair and clear across the board so like who is running this circus like right. it, it's it's too yeah so it is I mean, I I would really hate to say that I echo your sentiments because I feel like you're just doing all the talking and that I'm not contributing. No, you but do. You I are. Really Don't feel, do that. You are no, but I, No, no. But what I'm saying is in that instance, I think that everyone who has watched Formula One mm-hmm. that still watches Formula One, especially considering what happened a couple years ago to Lewis Hamilton, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, this is just like speaking even louder to the point of, where is the consistency? Right. There's no consistency. They let one team do whatever they want. Right. And then as soon as another team does something, they penalize them. But Red Bull gets... I'm, ugh, all right, I'm going to stop. you going to stop? Okay. I could like go on and on about this. I really can. Because it's not fair. It's just not fair. It is. And it has turned... And with the FIA not being fair amongst all of these teams, it has turned a lot of people off of Formula That's One. That's a I fact. Mean, it has... It has. That is a so fact. So they really need to, if they want to gain viewership of, especially like in the U.S. market, we don't like that shit. We don't like when <laughs> it's true. like, come on, man. 
how is it like this other team, they could do anything? Like, you know, like seriously, Christian Warner can line all the team principals up and just run and slap all of them and nothing oh, happens. Like, oh, he was just But playing. like, but yeah, he was just joking around. <laughs> but let Total Wolf turn around and slap and slap Christian Warner back. Oh, and it's like, <gasps> it's a wrap. Like, I'm going to have to bail Toto that. out. Bail Toto out. You got all these women clutching their pearls. Right. It's just too much. It's just too much. So I got a random for you. It's random time. By the way, Spider 35 says, Peace fam, it's crazy how I only seen one article and post about Michael B. Jordan being a part of the group. Uh, bought, bought the steak and apple. Oh, we're going to talk about that, bro. We get into that. We're oh, about yes. to, Actually, we get into that after this random because this is what the bulk <laughs> of this show is going to be about because I don't think there's enough... And I'm going I'm to I'm say it. I don't think there's enough platforms and there's enough content creators talking about this situation. Yet in the same content creating space, you will have your moment where you will talk about diversity. But where is your action and using your platform when diversity problems come up for you to talk about? It? And I'm going to say that sometimes y'all, I'm going to just be blunt. You motherfuckers got to get used to being uncomfortable. I'm just saying it. Sometimes y'all got to get used to being uncomfortable. You got to stop being worried about what you're going to lose. You got to stop being worried about who's not going to subscribe. You got to stop worried about who's not going to give me the opportunity. I tell you all all the time, if you don't make it being yourself, you never made it at all any damn way. Anyway. So we're going to talk about that. But your first random question is this. What's the worst experience that you've encountered in the Formula One environment? goodness okay all right question mm-hmm. when you say a formula one environment right you mean me going to a race or me being like in it be anything a- that's involved okay. with formula one if the form if you went somewhere and watched formula one on tv that's a formula one environment if you went somewhere okay. and talk anything um i will say in the content creation space okay okay i'm gonna speak about this all right because there are for whatever reason, it's already niche, okay? Mm-hmm. And you have certain content creators that feel like they own this space mm-hmm. when it's supposed to be about a community. Mm-hmm. And yes, and that is something that I pride myself on is that all the content that I make is not for me. It's not for me to get followers and likes. It's for me to be able to grow the community, to Boom. bring people in. Boom. And if they see my face... And I'm speaking, and they're like, oh, wow, she's a black girl. She's talking about Formula One. What? Well, so what is about this sport? I have gotten more people because I have on a Formula One shirt or I have on a 44 hat. They come up to me and they ask me, like, okay, so what do you know about Formula One? Or who's that? What's that number on your on your hat or your, your shirt? Right. Um, but it's just the, the space. It's, it's very clicky. And I don't understand why it has to be so clicky. Um, But as far as being in uh, at a Formula One race, I didn't really experience that. I don't know. I don't know. I guess because my personality, I have a very outgoing personality. So I walk up and I speak to almost anybody. Okay. So when we were there in Miami, we were just like open arms. I was just speaking to everyone. So it didn't come across that way. Um, but in Clubhouse, there has been the assumption that what are mm. these girls doing running this room talking about Formula One and how much do they know? Right. But I also have been on, on um, interviews, mm-hmm. uh, particularly American podcasts, okay. where 
when they're talking to me about Formula One, they're asking like these questions to see how much I in more the in test. depth and how high right. my IQ is in Formula One. The <laughs> so, gatekeeping bullshit trying to trying to trick yes. you like, yeah, yeah, you gotta be watching <laughs> since nineteen seventy. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> right, that or you know, you know, what does Formula F one stand for? And I'm like, why are you asking me this question? Come on, it's, that's come what on. it's all about and trying to expose know, you. Yeah, I don't know if they're like trying to do it because they want to say, "Hey, gotcha," right? Or they are saying it because they really want other people to know. But I have had nah, a lot it's of a way to do it if you want to let groups to know. They doing it because they exactly. trying to get you, right? Right. So it's it's been you know just. People, even like when I go to like car shows and stuff like that, and I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm looking for this card. I'm looking for that card. And they're like, what do you know about Formula One? I know how to pronounce Antonio Giovinazzi because y'all don't. Okay. Y'all tore up his name. Y'all tore up Kimi Raikkonen's name. Hey. Y'all didn't know how to say Mikhail Schumacher. Like y'all couldn't say hey. anything. So don't come for me, Formula One hobby, about me being able to pronounce names because I'm telling you, when they were right. breaking those cards, they were like, this is Kimmy. I don't know his name. I was like, wow. <laughs> this is. I'd be that person, too. You got to jack that name. Like, what? I don't, I don't, I don't know. It. Can't, I don't know it. Look, and let, let's talk about Antonio Giovinazzi. Oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, let's talk about him. Go ahead. I'll let you go first. You. Okay. So if you know me, mm-hmm. you know that I am Antonio Giovinazzi fan. I was so sad when he left Formula One. But now he's back <laughs> in, but not really. However. <laughs> However, you know, he's double dutching. Okay, he's double dutching. But (laughs) stop, stop. Jay, get out of my seat. Why are you in my seat? (laughs) Get in the awkward silence. Oh, my bad. My bad. (laughs) My bad. You want something to drink? (laughs) There it is. There it is. Stay thirsty, my friend. But anyway, um, (laughs) Antonio Giovinazzi and the 24 hours of Le Mans. Oh my gosh, I was, I'm telling you, I was screaming from the rafters, okay? And yes, I did sport. Look, I know that everybody, I'm I'm a Mercedes fan, okay? Always been Mercedes. But you know, I had a sport, I had a sport mark. I see you. I had a sport mark Ferrari. I see you. To represent the Italian Jesus himself. Woohoo! Oh shit. Listen, I'm going to say this. Big shout out to Antonio because that right there, proved a couple of things just because you want to be a driver does not mean you can drive in the most elite sport but there is a place for you because we know when antonio's ass was in formula one he was not that guy he was not gonna be a winner he came back in Tony. he came back in testing just wrecking shit up already like he he was not that guy come on like in formula one antonio was not he was not he was not hey nobody gonna walk and say hey tony Nobody going to do that because when you say Tony like that, that's power. We talking about Scarface power. Nobody going to do that. But when he did what he did in Lamont, I was like, you know what? I was happy for him. And at the same time, I said, maybe a lot of drivers need to have that self-realization to be like, you know what? There is another place for me and I can be successful and still do what I love to do. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. I think I think he showed a lot of drivers like that. They don't shit on Le Mans. Don't shit on IndyCar. Don't don't shit on damn rally. Don't because you never know. You might go one of those series and you can really be a top dog like your skills might be more formidable there. And I, I like the story for that. So for that, I gave him like full credit and props. 
thank you. Yeah. And I, and you know what? And as 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 president of the Antonio Giovinazzi <laughs> fan club, yeah. we appreciate no, it. No problem. No problem. <laughs> hey, but one thing I will not stand for is when people started talking about. Charles not being able to like live up to like listen what Charles has already done in Formula One and what Antonio came over and do to Formula One it's already superseded like you can't you can't knock Charles for that you can't knock Charles for that Jay, like, you can't do Jay, it Jay really no, no cut the game cut the game hold on wait a minute go ahead did you see Charles Leclerc looking at that monitor I did in Le Mans I did. He was like, he was like, oh my gosh, yeah, I was. wish I was in the car. I, I wish I was, man, he was. That's true. He, I did see his face. I did see his face longing for it. I did. But, but you, you never know you, where he might but, go. Like, it, for, I you, know. Right, you triple right. crown. Look, Charles Leclerc, go get the triple crown, my friend. Even right. though you have go bad you luck something. in Monaco. Man, I, don't know, I don't know how he going to get that Monaco leg, though. <laughs> Tanya, what are you saying? My man wrecked up Nicky Lauda's car. What are you saying? God damn, Charles, you wrecking up every fucking thing. They say Ferrari on it. Maybe you just don't need to drive a Ferrari. That's the problem. Anything Ferrari, this motherfucker's gonna kill it. Don't, don't, well, hey. I mean, he could be in a McLaren. He might need to. He might need to. <laughs> I ain't, I'm not lying. He might need to. Sometimes, sometimes people, all marriages don't work. And that's a marriage that might hey, not be working. Wait a minute, though. So, like, Charles Leclerc, mm -hmm. Lee's Ferrari, mm -hmm. and Carlos Sainz takes over? I mean, who cares right now? <laughs> <laughs> Stop. We were, hold on a second. We were not saying this last year, though. Everybody, before it? the car started catching, no, when the, before the car started catching on fire. Mm -hmm. All right. Because, see, let's talk about the, 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 the Austrian GP. Okay. Like, Charles won last year, right? Right. Like, Charles, Charles was, was on fire. Right. So we were like, yeah, Ferrari, and then the car started catching on fire. So, well, it wasn't you know, just that. that then, you know. you know, Ferrari potting units started failing in all types of other cars. It was like a mass failure. It was like failure in Haas, failure in Alfa Romeo, <laughs> failure in Ferrari. Jay, it, was, it was horrible. And, shit, and I blame, look, you know who I blame? Shit. I blame Ferrari. Shit hit the fan. <laughs> but no, hey, The shit went up. Okay? Went up. You know when I knew it was a wrap, I said anytime your team principal leave the pit wall to go on vacation before the races are fucking over, I said, oh, that's this over right there. But no, no, he fired. What? What are you talking about? Yo, when, when, when Carlos Sainz, yo, when his car was rolling back and that mess was on fire. Right. I was like, God damn, it's over with, guys. I was like, yeah. Yeah. The swimming pool is on fire. It, there okay. there you right. go. Matter of fact, hold on. I got uh, Will. I am said Jay is hating on Gio has a triple crown victory. <laughs> I ain't hating on Gio. I'm saying that Gio represents the people that can't make it in the big shop. And he's saying like there's a home for all of us. We can't all. We, listen, everybody can't play in the NBA. Some people got to do the G League. Somebody, some people got to do the big three. Some people got to go play Canadian ball. It's a place for everybody to be successful, and Geo represents that. I'm not hating. I'm just supporting and motivating. Go find your home. Like Saturday, I said, go to your home. I'm just saying. Romain Grosjean, Ooh, Marcus Erickson. When you say Grosjean, I just shiver. Cause he, Will stop. I'm just saying. He came from a team where if you ain't wrecking, you ain't racing. <laughs> like, who got to sit down with two drivers and have a counseling session? Now, listen, y'all. Before y'all go out here to free practice. Can y'all not run into each other? Maybe once. Like, come on. Well, he got to Indy and he got it right. Stop. He he, he did get to Indy, and I'm and that's that's another story that tells you like Formula One ain't fair. By sometimes you gotta. It's not. And Marcus Erickson, like, oh, but I'm just telling you, at that last Indy car, he was pissed. I heard. I heard you didn't some watch birth. it. Oh my I gosh! I was like, I yo. Heard. <laughs> 
I heard. <laughs> he was high. I, I was like, I watched it for that. I'm like, ooh, what's going to happen? <laughs> ooh, Mufasa, ooh. <laughs> ooh. <laughs> hey, so we got Malachi oh, said, God. I would never put Charles on my car insurance. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Damn. Damn, I'm telling you, I probably wouldn't do it either. So here, check this out. Let's get to Michael B. Jordan, all right? So we got a black owner in Formula One, yet Formula One acts like they don't Wait, have a black owner. hold on, Go hold ahead. on. What's up? Before, before we get to Michael B. Jordan, fact, I also, also want to talk about your shirt, too. Yes, that's exactly what I'm going to talk about. So I'm wearing this shirt today in representation, not only Antonio Giovinazzi, but for the, the woman, the woman, that designed this shirt, June Ambrose. If you have not listened to the Apex Takeover podcast, she was our latest guest. She is has been designing for the list goes on. Okay, okay. let's start with Buster Rhymes. Let's oh, Buster! Talk about Missy Elliott. Yeah, yeah. Let's talk about yes. Yeah. Let's talk about Beyonce and Jay Z. This oh, this young lady because she is so beautiful. She is a marketing maven. She is the mm. creative director of Puma. Oh, and she recently did a collaboration with uh, the Scuderia Ferrari. So I am wearing one of her Yo, lovely pieces. I'll support that. Yeah, Matter of fact, I'll support that. I'll support that. Um, yes. So if you haven't already, please listen to our podcast. She drops a lot of gems on what it's like to be a black woman in the space of um, creating for these major brands. Oh, damn. her resume <clears throat> is 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 superb superb it is endless yes so if you haven't already please 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 listen to that podcast and june ambrose she's the goat she's the goat of design we we definitely we definitely gonna put the link to the apex takeover podcast in the description so it'd make it easy for y'all so y'all don't have to search it you could just click it and go we're gonna do that all right definitely thank you oh you ain't got to thank me that's a, that's what we supposed to do you know what i'm saying that's what that's what we community is supposed to do you got some haters out there some ankle biters out there but it ain't jp ain't on them so no. <laughs> listen so what's up with michael b jordan owner in formula one yeah formula one not seeming like they got a black owner in formula one how you feeling about that it's bullshit. It is straight BS. It is straight it's straight BS. And I am not understanding why they are not putting that out there first. If I hear... First of all, I didn't even like Deadpool, okay? I didn't. Deadpool, whatever movie he was in. Oh, you didn't like know, Deadpool? Deadpool, the actual no. Deadpool's are actually all right to me. They're actually all right. I could tell you one Deadpool, movie he was in that was shit. Deadpool, the Green Lantern was ass. Okay, Deadpool, Black Panther. Oh, no, it ain't even close. It ain't even close. Okay. It's not okay, even close. Exactly. No, we'll so how the come you... have Michael B. Jordan? Yo, come on. listen. Kill, kill more? Come on now. We ain't doing that. We ain't doing that. Hey, auntie. Right, right, <laughs> right. Come on no. now. We ain't doing listen, that. Listen, they, I don't understand. Okay, so when the... Let me just go back because I have so many things to say about this. When they first released who was a part of that partnership right. of investment, I like the way that they had him in the very last line and the lettering was so small. And I'm like, Michael, and at first I got really, really excited, right? Because I right. just watched the movie Air. Oh, okay. My makeup is so cute. Okay. Um, you fleek. So. Go ahead. <laughs> So I just watched the movie Air. So mm. I thought it was Michael Jordan. I'm like, what? Michael Jordan? Michael Jordan is probably the guy in the form of the one. 
Bubba Wallace too big to fit in the car, but who cares? Right. <laughs> Do I need to stop? You need and to get on e said, wait. Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. They said it's B. And I'm like, oh my gosh, it's Michael B. Jordan. But every outlet that I went to, there was no, it was, they did not elaborate on Michael B. Jordan at all. It was just the the first two investors. And I'm like, right. why? How come they don't want to put this out there that he is, you know, and hold on a second. Let me, let me just throw this back. Shout out to Pierre Gasly, okay, the gas man that was at Pharrell Williams' Louis Vuitton fashion show mm. sitting next to June Ambrose. So, sure yes. Yeah, so, let me let me just throw that out there, yeah. okay? Shout I out to Gasly for something besides wrecking up shit at Alpine, too. Big shout out, Gasly. Wait, you talk about who you, in comparison to who? The shit started? No, no, no. I'm saying, like, in uh, Australia, when he just thought it was okay oh. to take two Alpine cars out of the race. I'm just saying. That, yeah. Shout out to for him for doing something that could be positively lighted. That's all I'm saying. Look. His, his, look, his 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 racing counterpart. I got a whole bunch. I got a whole oh, bunch of things. Oh, Ocon, like, like we can do. Yeah, we could. I can go. Yeah, you're right. I, Ocon ain't got the I best. I know record. they fry me. They fry me every single time. <laughs> They're like Tanya. Why do you give Esteban Ocon such a hard? I said, Yo, he is a shit starter. He, is. he starts so much sh- stuff on the grid. He nasty. They're like, nice. No, he doesn't. Me and Martha has gotten into it too. He was like, she said, no, he's not. He's just a kid trying to... I said, no. oh, okay. All right, the whole match for Stappen. I said, yo, he started with Fernando Alonso. Like, he like the OG of the OG of Formula One on the grid right now. You going to start stuff with Fernando Alonso? Yeah, okay. rightfully so, though. Fernando got... He deserve it. He deserve it. You know what? Fernando you, deserve you it. But uh, it don't not- excuse Ocon's fucking habits because he definitely be a shit star. And he... Did you see the last movie pulled on, on Alonso? It was so late. It wasn't even funny. He tried to run him into the pit wall. <laughs> that and, and that's why I call him the shit starter. He, he be starts doing shit, shit. He all be the picking. time. Ocon be picking. He be picking nice nasty. He a nice nasty pick. Like yeah. Dude, right? And then when and then you see when Master Stappen pushed him, he was like, what? Yeah, that was why? a song. Like, why what you, you doing? doing? What's up, bro? What's up? Why don't, why, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, we're racing. I still was okay, like, a rest match for assault. <laughs> <laughs> If I gotta like, pick the oh two worst ones, I'm picking Ocon. Right? I'm See? telling you. No, you so that's how, that's how I feel about Esteban. All right? uh, hey, you right to feel that way too. I don't blame you. Not one bit. Not one bit. Uh, Spider thirty five oh says MBG, uh, MBG is a bigger star than Ryan right now. That's a fact. Because what we got to, now, ain't it, the, the Creed movie came out. We still got the Black Panther. The last one that came out, he was in there as one of the <laughs> the soul, you know, ancestors but, that came back, presented itself. We got him in that last movie with the EJ. With the um, uh, with the right civil civil rights movement, when he was the lawyer and Jamie Fox played in that movie. So like he, Michael B. been on his role and he been doing his thing for so for him not to be highlighted, especially if Formula One is talking about and getting truly ingratiated with America, the diversity. How you gonna have a black owner in Formula One and not big up that? How you gonna do that? How you gonna act like it's only two dudes in this investment group while he's sitting there? It's like crazy to me. His name was like this big. I was, th- I, I was like, you have got to be kidding me. And then, like when you see the headlines, right? You may see both of them, but you do not see a picture of Michael B. Jordan at, at all. all. Like, and I at just think all. about the very first time that I saw Michael B. Jordan, and this was when he was filming for The Wire, and he was so young. He was. Oh I mean, man, gosh, he got cracked he out so in that young. one though. I, I, <laughs> well, he died. He did. He's look. He snitched. He died. He did. But, <laughs> but to see where he was, where he started from being, he was basically a child actor to where he is now. Facts. And making his first. 
um, directorial debut in Creed Three to now owning a Formula One team. Right. Um, like I was saying on your on your show previously, unfortunately, these are the um, these are the highlights that us as as um, Black content creators in this Formula One space need to need to speak about and and made heard. Right. And let him know. That hey, look, we're here. We're we're celebrating you, and that was a, that was the reason why we pushed so hard to have June on the show, because a lot of people may see June, but they don't know what her. I mean, gosh, she was like prominent in celebrating the 50th anniversary of hip hop because she has Ooh, been in hip hop designing for over 30 years. It's like, and it. and it's just so yeah, it's just so sad that they're just now getting their accolades. And That's with Michael B. Jordan, shame. tell me about it. And with Michael B. Jordan, we have to be in there and we have to say, look, no, you have to give this man his flowers too. And that's what we intend to do. The reason Facts. we're doing this show tonight. Facts. Facts. So let me ask you this. Why do you, even when you look, like even when you look at the, the title, right? Even if they put his name in there, it's always last. It's always last. They line the picture up, it's always last. You would think, like, we'll mix it up. You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, Ryan, Michael B., Matt, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll mix it up. But it's not even that. So do you take that as a, di- a direct indictment to really say this is the true colors of Formula One? Here is an opportunity they had, a legitimate on merit opportunity they had to show us that their integrity, their perspective, their direction has changed. And with what they did, showed us that they didn't change for shit. There's so many microaggressions when it comes to Formula One. When you look at the landscape of what, how it is made up, and just not even that, Jay, why every second of every turn they are trying to put Lewis Hamilton out of Formula One. It is ridiculous. Right. It's like, they don't even, it's like, golly, like, is he retiring? Is he leaving? How come the contract's not signed? What's going on with this? What's going on with that? It's like, gosh, why? Look how old he is. Okay, first of all, his <laughs> chronological age does not have anything to do with what this man's ability to do in the car. I mean, Juan Fangio? No, but Juan Fangio did not start racing until, like, I think he was, like, in his 30s. And then he raced all the way until, like, his 40s. So it's like, what the heck is such the big deal of trying to push Lewis Hamilton out? It's like, really, you know what the deal is to get to win so badly that it's like, look, let's just go ahead and get rid of Lewis Hamilton. No, we're not. We're not leaving Mm -mm. as much as you want us to leave. We're not leaving. Now we own Formula One teams. And you know what? At the end of the day, Jay, they cannot mention Michael B. Jordan all they want to. But you know what? He's the first. He is. But he's damn damn sure not going to be the last. Actually, you know what? what? Actually, he's he's the second. Who's the first? There was a dude for Team Arrows, a Nigerian prince guy for Team Arrows. They came in, and <clears throat> I got to say it was a very bad situation, kind of bad situation. Oh, it's kind of bad, but I kind of think that there is something there that is not being really brought to the forefront of what really happened. Because to me, remember also, I can't pronounce it i can't remember his name but even the owner of what was it at that point in time force india i felt like that was something funny how that kind of went and to me it just seems like there seems to be a funny situation that arises when people of color 
come into Formula One in a position almost to like we don't even see in the NFL, like the team owner situation or head coach situation. There's always a slant or a slight there. They say, you know what? That's why we can't have him in here. Look at what happened. Look at this, what happened. And I feel like maybe Michael B. Jordan is getting shaded on because Formula One feels like we don't have to highlight. Well, he probably won't even be here long. I, I feel like really, dis- I feel disrespected, honestly. I do feel, I feel disrespected. I do. I feel disrespected. I mean, and rightfully so, because Michael B. Jordan, he's an A-list actor and he hasn't done anything wrong. And, right. okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. So you're talking about, you said he's Ni- Nigerian? Yeah, he was Nigerian. I got a, I got a little bit of his whole name, but I think I got him right here. Yeah. And hold on a second, but Rich Energy got how much airtime? How much airtime and try to survive? Like, are you serious? Dude walked out <laughs> well, looking like out. a knockoff. What what's what's dude's name? Is it is it Rick Rubin? He remind me that <laughs> he reminded Jay? me that one Rick dude, Rubin. that one clown dude in in a uh, blade that got his arm cut off and no, kept running. That, no, the the big time music producer that produces like all of the stuff. He was responsible for like oh uh, Aerosmith and and Run DMC's collaboration. I think his name is Rick Rubin. Yo, he looks like a Rick Rubin knockoff with that ugly behind right. jacket. Talk about some. Really? Come on. But that that's what I'm saying. The There's the double standard. Ever. That's the double standard though, right? And then and then look at this. But Jay, that's the when double you say standard. Doubles, when you talk about double standard, you are going to be exposed no matter what you do. Facts. Okay. Now it's so if you're if you're if you're one demographic of people, they're going to just write you off and be like, oh yeah, we're just going to go ahead and usher them out the back door. But if you're another demographic, then it's like, no, we're going to make an example of you and put you out here front stage. Uh, no. They cannot talk about anybody else unless they talk about Rich Energy first, because that was a catastrophe. Oh my gosh, that was, it a, was. That was that was what that was like what I call like a SS. It you was. Know what SS is? No. You know what SS? No, is, I know right? it's to me. SS is super sport. Is it mm-hmm. super shit? Shit. No, it's a shit show. Shit show. <laughs> I knew shit was gonna be in there. <laughs> <laughs> shit show. That was an SS right. moment. So, I, I, yeah, no. Okay, so I tell you what. If Le- if Lewis leaves the sport, mm-hmm. what do you do? What what is your what is your course of action if Lewis leaves the sport? <clears throat> if Lewis leaves the sport, what do you mean? Like far as let's say uh, let's say he, he's not he's not racing anymore. What do you do? Like Lewis is not racing. He finally retires. Regardless if he's got his eighth or mm-hmm. he doesn't, he retires. What is Tanya's path in regards to your relationship with Formula One? My relationship with Formula One is I love the sport. I actually love the sport of Formula One. So would I continue to watch it? Yes, because there are 19 other drivers on the grid. And I don't, listen, everybody can talk about Drive to Survive all they want to. What I liked most about Drive to Survive was it gave us personalities and genuine personalities of some of these drivers. And when I did watch Drive to Survive, because that was the only thing that really opened up that ecosystem to me to actually get to know, how is Yuki Tsunoda? How is Pierre Gasly? Like, what are they really like, you know, when they're not racing or um, Charles Leclerc right. um, or Carlos Sainz and the relationship with his dad and the relationship with like with his family. Right. Those are the stories <clears throat> that I fell in love with. So I would hate to see Lewis go, but I know that he's going to be in so many different sorts of projects that he's just going to be moving on to another phase of his life. 
Um, and will Formula One ever be the same? In my opinion, no. Okay. <laughs> That's a big no. But I would I wouldn't stop watching the sport. I wouldn't. Okay. I would be like ticked off about all the Lewis Hamilton merch I bought, but whatever. Hey, I, I can understand that. I buy all the Lewis. I buy you all buy the all Lewis, Lewis Hamilton merch. merch. I can understand that. I can understand that. So, but you know, but it depends because you know, like sometimes I'm I'm Tifosi too. I also been accused of being a rebel fan. For real? Like somebody? Yes, they've accused me. How they so? They have accused me of being a rebel fan. I think. Oh, on my Instagram, I'm sitting on top of a rebel car. Mm. But it was because I did I did the the challenge. Oh right, right, the pit right. stop challenge. Oh yeah, okay, have, yeah. yeah. they didn't have a Mercedes. Right. So what you so supposed to do? Just miss an experience and opportunity because it was a red bull car? No. I got co- I got comments. They're like, we knew it. We knew you were a rebel <laughs> fan. <laughs> they were so happy too, probably though. They were like, yes, you're a rebel <laughs> right. fan. I said, listen, if I'm ever a rebel fan, I am a Checo fan. Ole, ole, right, ole. Right, right. Okay. Trust me, I'll be on one side of the garage, not the other. Yeah, like. Oh we, my look, goodness. Over here. Okay, so right. so check this out. Do you feel like? Do you feel comfortable that eventually? another driver of African descent will have a seat in Formula One or Lewis leaves, it's gatekept, we never see another driver probably for two, three decades if it ever happens in Formula One. And also, second part to that question, do you believe F1 Academy will produce a driver, a female driver, into F3 within the next three years? Okay, so let's start with the, the Formula One Academy. Okay. I hope so. But I, what I really want to see, I'm going to champion for my black women. Mm. I really, really want to see a black woman. And, and to me, honestly, I love everything that the form that the F1 um, Academy is doing, but that's where I just kind of feel like they fell flat. I'm like, gosh, like, where's, where's the sister? You try to tell me throughout the whole entire world, there is not one sister that can get in that car. No, and compete. There is. Right. There is. Where is she? Facts. You know, we need this representation. It gives us hope. It gives us it it does. It just gives us like just everything. Right. And it's like, where is she? So first and foremost, that's what that's what I really want to see. And okay. that's what I've been waiting and hoping for. And that's the reason why I participate in the surveys. And that's the reason why, you know, I am in this space because I that's what I want to see. But as far as uh Lewis, well, ha. <laughs> If Michael, if this news of Michael B. Jordan didn't come out, like it didn't, it never happened, right. then I would kind of, I would say, yeah, but I think Michael B. Jordan, well, first of all, Lewis, Ham- all right, let's back up. Okay. First of all, Willie T, mm-hmm. okay, Willie T. So Willie T raced in, well, he tested the Formula One car right. in the 70s, right. right? Lewis, no, no, it was 80s. It was, I think it was like the year that uh, Lewis was born. Is when he tested the Formula One car. That was oh, you saw when uh, Don King when he t- introduced him to Bernie Eccleston, and then they went over there and did all yeah, yeah. yeah. That was so the I 80s. think that was I think that was the yeah that was like the year that uh, year either before or right after Lewis Hamilton was born, and um, then Lewis Hamilton he actually gets into the car. So how many years was that? That was like what thirty yeah, years, yeah, like that, twenty. Well, that's years? what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. So wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm building up. Go ahead. Up. Okay. All right. So with that being said, 
with everything that Lewis Hamilton is doing now okay. and what Mercedes is doing now and then with with the F1 Academy and what Michael B. Jordan coming in, okay. I'm thinking it will not take that long. You, you think I'm that? hoping that it won't take okay. that. I'm hoping that it won't take that long because all of the strides, even though they have been very minuscule, all the strides that have been made ever since Lewis Hamilton has gotten into the sport, it seems like there are certain teams and certain avenues that are starting to align for another black driver to come in. Okay. Now, who, listen, because, all right, I'm not going to say anything about Bubba Wallace and Michael Jordan. Look, because Michael Jordan just said everything he had to say to Bubba Wallace. But okay? you know what? Michael can't really talk. I'm just, listen, on this alone, just hear me out. Hear me out. Why are you on? You're in my seat. Here, I know, but give me a second before I get up, and then you might say, you know what? Let me pull up a chair and, and chop it up with you. Okay. What has Jordan done as owner of an NBA team in the last 15 years? With all. He said, what has he done? What has he done with that team in 15 years of owning it with all his greatness? What has that team done? I don't like you. Okay, okay. If you I don't, don't like, like that you. one, stop. What, stop. Stop. what stop. did Michael Jordan do with the Moto What has Moto team? I no, I get it. <laughs> no, saying. but come on. It's not good. Look, he's not he's look, not good. It's not Look, Michael Jordan wasn't good in baseball either, but he tried it, okay? He tried it and it was bad. And 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 when he went back to play for the Wizards, it wasn't good. And then he it got was, the he team, like, and he wasn't good. And then he got the Moto team, and it wasn't that great. But the was, bike was awesome, and my boy worked with the bike. But now the team. So I'm just saying, like Jordan don't have a history of like making great things. He just have a, a history of doing great things himself. That's all I'm saying. So can I still can I still have a seat at the table at least? I get about your seat, but can I get another seat? Maybe. No, you could just stand up at that point. <laughs> oh, shit. No, you're standing at this Parade rest. <laughs> Got you. Because it's, it's like, listen, you sit up here talking about Michael. You coming from my man, Michael Jordan. Because, listen, we go round and right. round between Michael Jordan and LeBron James, okay? Everybody goes round and round about that. Right. And this is, look, this is Wolfpack performance, right. all right? right? This is not, you know, we're going to talk mess about LeBron James, Michael Jordan. However, right. all right? Michael Jordan, mm. even though he has he has had his times mm -hmm. where he didn't make some really good decisions, True. that man single-handedly changed marketing. Mm. He changed the that. game. His mama definitely and did. And he was he was he was the first. He did. Okay? He, did. he was the give first. Give his mom credit though. So we got to give him well, okay. Yeah. So there's controversy behind that too, because some people say that it was his mom, and then and then there's other people saying no, that was Michael Jordan who made that deal. But either way, he's, whoever he, made he's, that he's deal, he's definitely getting the credit. I give it. I give you. I give you that. Yes, but whoever made that deal, and even if it was Michael Jordan, somebody put that financial literacy in that man's brain. Okay, wow. that. Is what the important part was. So shout out to Michael yeah. Jordan. I don't care what you say about him, Jay. No, I don't. I, okay? I give you credit. Like anybody wait, that can. Wait, wait, wait. I give you credit. All right, but so so I say that to say this. Okay. So Michael B. Jordan's coming into Formula One. Mm -hmm. You know, I made predictions. I made predictions about like a year ago, okay. especially when I saw Michael Jordan, like when he was at Formula One in Miami. Mm -hmm. 
I was like, gosh, is he going to come in and, and, and have a Formula One team? Is Lewis Hamilton with his extreme E team, is he What's sharpening his like, blades why? to be able to come into Formula One? You know, LeBron James, look at all of these black, I mean, look, and I, we can say, you know, Lewis Hamilton, he's the GOAT. Yeah, he's the GOAT. He's the GOAT. But you know who really is the GOAT, though? His best friend, Serena Williams. Okay, oh, she, she is. Goat. goat. She's the absolute goat. goat. But like, she, you know, Serena Williams coming in, having a team, it could be possible. That's real So shit. that's what I'm saying, Jay. That's Keep hope shit. alive. That's real. That could be nice. I mean, there's the money's there. That could be nice. The money oh, is the there. Oh, the money is definitely there. You're right about that. It's just, and and everything that Lewis Hamilton has learned mm-hmm. since day one of karting, yo. <sighs> If he walks into that paddock and he says that he has a Formula One team, Total Wolf. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, what other way What other way to do it to secure your legacy than to come in and you leave Formula One? That's why we were talking about Lewis Hamilton leaving Formula One. I was kind of like, yeah. I don't know. Because <clears throat> I'm thinking that will he leave? But he, yes. But I think that he'll materialize in Thank another you. capacity. Another capacity. For sure. for, that's what I've been telling everybody. I think some of the prolonged situation with his contract, I think if, at this point in time, I think Lewis is not just looking for a deal for a seat. I think he's looking to be an ambassador or some type of component pillar in Mercedes. And that needs to be a, ta- a legacy type contract. That's what I think is going on. Because at this point in time, I'm sure Lewis is thinking like, I'm not like more outside of four or five more seasons. If that, nah, I'm looking bigger picture. And plus I got so many other things. Like Lewis is literally bigger than Formula One. He's bigger than that. He's bigger than that. Like he's, he's put like, there's no other driver that you can show me on the grid that acts in the capacity that Lewis Hamilton does outside of Formula One. Like, I'm just being real. Like, if you want to go into fashion, who? Who are you going to tell me? I, I, as of recently, you got Joe, maybe, and he ain't even on that level, but he's showing potential. You want to talk about doing things. Well, so, I mean, what, he, he was he, at the D. I know. Show. I give him that. That's what I'm saying. He's showing potential <laughs> to do that. But then when we talk about diversity and reaching out and bringing people in and doing, who are we going to talk about? I know you ain't going to talk about Max Verstappen. He ain't doing shit. Like, what are you going to talk about? I mean, Lewis is doing so many and then what we talking about movies now with Brad Pitt now now we talking about movie productions now come on so like I really do believe Lewis's contract is needing to be something like that like he's just he's just so far ahead of everybody else when it comes to building an overall package and that's what is part of making him great although Jordan great in basketball he was shit outside of basketball like he didn't do much outside of basketball that to use his influence and his ability and the power that he harnessed to do a lot of great things outside of basketball I even criticized Jordan with the whole situation when we had cops killing black people in the street and Jordan write the check a million dollars for the police department like like Jordan, like, bro, you can't stand oh. on the fish, bro. You standing on, like, come on now. Like, well, I mean, this was the same guy that said, you know, Republicans buy my, my shoes, shoes too. too. <laughs> like, so I'm not surprised. So I'm like, that's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, Jay. But, okay, so mm-hmm. I, because I, I try to give people the benefit okay. of the doubt. All right. All right? You got to look to see where he was, where he was raised. Raising, he was right. raised in, yeah, in Wilmington, North Carolina. True. Was it Wilmington? North Carolina yes. area, true. North Carolina. You know, you know how that goes. Um, and also, you got to look at everything that he went through. I mean, I I, I think I, I read a book about Michael Jordan, and 
he was saying one day like how he was getting in the pool mm-hmm. in the in the in the neighborhood pool and how kids saw him getting in the pool with his black skin and they jumped, jumped out, out of, of the pool. pool like their parents like like Ooh. literally pulled them out of the right. pool yeah and just dealing with things like that i mean gosh you just go back to all yeah. that adversity that that so many of of the black of these black athletes i mean jackie robinson oh that was crazy. you know everything that he went through crazy and it's it took them a while to actually come around because it really wasn't safe for them. You got to look at it like this too. Them actually being in the sport, breaking the records that they have oh, broken yeah. was a representation of the um, them breaking the glass ceiling for black people. True. So you got to look at it like that too. True. That's Even a fact. Too. You got a very good point, Queen. That's a fact. All right. So I got a closing question for you. So rattle off. All right. So let's say you get selected to be a commentator at a Formula One GP, right? Who mm-hmm. would you choose to partner up with? Brundle, DeRestas, Buxton, or Palmer? I like Will Buxton. I you bet would. him he was okay. so nice. I feel, yeah, you know what? I, yeah. thought, I said, I think she's going to choose Buxton out of this list. I, I was I right. Am. I really, I really like I him. Too. I like his energy. I like his vibe. And, yeah, so every time he digged at the Red Bull, I dig at the Mercedes. Right. I, I, you know what? I didn't put I – I, <laughs> I, I, I figured you were going to choose Buxton. I cho- I figured you would choose that one, if you would if you would have chosen. I mean, or you, I mean, you didn't say Naomi. No, no, you know, I didn't put the go, go. I didn't put the go go. We were shut. We were shut the whole paddock down. I already knew. I was like gonna give Tanya you an easy like Naomi. that. I wasn't gonna give you an easy like that. I wasn't gonna put Naomi. I knew I was you. gonna go off without like, a hitch. Nah, I wasn't gonna give you that. I wanted to give you a little bit of turmoil. See where you would go like in that. That's what I'm saying. You know, Brundle, you know, he don't know how to act. He don't know how to act. He don't know how to act. (laughs) So "So who are you again? I'm like, I'm a commentator with you. Oh, okay. What's your name again? Don't interrupt my interview, Brundle. I can't. Hey, I'm telling you, Brundle Brundle will get that stone face from me like, bro, don't do it. Don't do it. So let's say, let's tell these Look, people. You better go charge that mic. Oh, sh- I'm going to have my shit you better, on fleet. He better, he better, no, I'm telling Brundle, he be running with that pack on his back. Be like, Look, you better go charge your plug mic. Plug it up. Bro. Plug it up, bro. Put it in the socket. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you got to do. Don't do that. Oh, my goodness. Hey, right, so listen, tell these people where they can come see you, even though I'm going to link it in the description. It's, it comes out better when you say it because you do it so good. You do it so good. Like, I, I you, do. You, boom, okay. you like, go ahead and rattle it off. All right, so if you haven't followed Apex Takeover Podcast, please do. We are on Instagram. We are on Spotify. We are on iTunes, and that is something new. You could also follow me on Instagram, Shy Beautiful. You can follow me on Snapchat. Listen, don't be hating on Snapchat, don't. all right? Your kids use it. You can use it, too. Um, Snapchat at Shia Beautiful, but instead of the L at the end, it is one in representation of Formula One. I think that's it. Oh, oh, TikTok too, Shia Beautiful. Oh, bet that and up. And Twitter, Shia Beautiful. Bet that up. Well, listen, this has been another episode of Performance Talk Podcast and the Wolves Den. And listen, YouTube is ass, but don't worry about it. We will have this show. It will be coming out tomorrow, pre-recorded for everybody to premiere and see all the greatness that took place. Listen, give Michael B. Jordan his props. I think too many of Many of you all are not really looking at the value of knowing that a black owner is in Formula One now via 
even if it is an investment group, it's a black owner with a with let's not even bullshit. Damn near one quarter of a stake in Alpine. I think it's like twenty four percent. That's pretty hefty for three investors to come in by way and then one of them be black. So think about that. Also, um, we also had Lewis Hamilton, partial owner into the Denver Broncos, crossing over into the American football. So that was big. So hit like, subscribe. Go check out all the content. Go see Apex Takeover. Hit like, subscribe. And when you do get to the podcast platforms, please do not forget, hit the five stars at the top. Give us a superb rating. Support the content. Support different conversations happening in the space because anybody can read reports, put pictures over videos, and just, you know, be monotone. But that's not what we do here, all right? We got the sauce. We got the swag. We're not afraid to brag, all right? We'll see you all soon. Peace and love, and we out. Thanks for watching another episode of Wolfpack Performance. Don't forget to check out some of my other content on Formula One and motorsports topics. Like, share, subscribe, and we go live on the weekends. See you soon.